My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today our theme is being a spiritual girl in a corporate world. I'm talking to uh, Susan Fernandez. She's a friend and a former client. Um, she's a senior director of strategy and longtime executive. And so we're going to talk today about what it's like to have all your spiritual senses awaken online walking through the corporate world because um you know everyone's at different levels of awakening everywhere you go in the world you could be at any place any country any you know you could be you know dumping the trash out or cleaning the floor or <laughs> being a ceo of a fortune 500 company or the richest company in the world and we're still all at different levels of this um spiritual consciousness and so i think it's interesting in the corporate world we experience this need to kind of fall in line or kind of show up as everybody else does or even be cookie cutter and when your spiritual senses are online when you're highly intuitive that can be hard to do and yet if you turn that into your strength into the thing that is your gift in that world you can go very far and actually make a big difference to the people that you're working with and the companies you work with so i know susan i know a little bit about her story that we haven't talked in a while so i'm excited to hear more about that and i'm excited for you to hear that especially if you're a spiritual girl in the corporate world so welcome susan how are you today good thank you so much molly for having me you're very, very welcome. So why don't you go ahead and share what you do? You're now a senior director of strategy and a longtime executive. You've worked with CEOs and presidents, and you've worked in the government sector, the private sector, and you have a lot of experience at the upper levels of corporate America. So can you just share what you do now? And then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've had the pleasure, like you said, of working through many different uh, sectors, um, private, governmental, um, and then as you stated, and you know me, um, going, going through my awakening experience, probably, you know, smack dab right in the middle of some high powered positions, um, and having to learn to navigate that. And, um, so currently right now, what I do is I advise on strategy, the C-level suite. Um, I am, you know, involved innately in all of the communications aspects of things, um, in relationships with external stakeholders. So it's really important for me to can, you know, constantly and consistently tap into, you know, source so that I know that I'm walking in my sovereignty. Um, and that's something we'll talk about more. Um, it's been a real challenge, you know, it's like growing up and maturing into walking in your own sovereignty, um, in the middle of also trying to navigate the trajectories of different various uh, other energies and beings and souls and <laughs> paths. Mm. So it's been a great journey. Mm, I love that. And I love that term walking in your own sovereignty that that's really what it's all about. And when you are you can make those strong choices to stay in that world and forge your path or some of us choose to to leave and forge another path. 
But I think knowing that um, and, and being walking powerfully in your own shoes is important no matter what you choose. So can you share about your journey to where you are now in terms of, yeah, I think you put it this, this way that you've evolved over and over again, like a phoenix from the ashes. And, you know, as you've gone through this awakening process, and we, we all have, and again, Again, some of us throw throw everything away and go live in a monastery for a while, and some stay in the corporate world and 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 forge that path. So, can you share what that's been like for you personally and professionally? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and the evolving is always in process. And you know, even this earlier this week, I encountered a situation where uh, it was another learning opportunity, and I'm still in the middle of it right now. So, as I was preparing for the podcast over the coming, you know, the last few days. Uh, and thinking about the tools that I use to kind of come back to center and balance, as they say, um, or reconnect, um, or, you know, those types of things. Um, I've had to do it again in practice and anticipation. So we're never done learning or evolving or going through lessons. And, you know, I think you mentioned this in your first podcast that sometimes we go through things and there's a reason and purpose for it. There's a lesson. It gives us wisdom and growth and soul growth, which is what we're really all here to do. Um, and so, you know, so it's never going to stop. It's going to continue. And sometimes we can ask, why is this happening? You know, or another challenge, I think, and I'm kind of skipping here to some other topics, but, um, what happens is when you're in the corporate world or just in general, the big thing is to, because, and it's not that we're better than other people. Okay. I'm not saying that what I'm saying is you we're on a different evolution path and trajectory and there's different, uh, people going at different levels at, at all different times. Mm -hmm. So nobody's better than the other. No soul is better than the other. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is when there you've evolved a lot as a soul and growing into wisdom and others are still at different levels that may not be to that level, it's easy to get frustrated. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this happening? Why don't they see this? Why do they see that? Why are we constantly going through this battle? There's no need for it. It just creates unnecessary <laughs> problems. I remember those days very, very well. <laughs> this is crazy. Why are we doing this? Yes. <laughs> it's really frustrating. That is one of the things that has taken me time to uh, work through because I get really impatient because I'm like, why can't they see that what they're doing is actually causing harm to all of us mm -hmm. and it's unnecessary and it's drama that doesn't need to be and it's karma that does not need to be. <laughs> Yes. But, you know, and again, it's not that I'm better than anybody else, but it's when your eyes are open and you see things and see the whole picture and how our souls are, you know, interconnected and the relationship is, um, you know, in a, in a business and a corporate setting and an office setting, you're really like one big family. If you mm -hmm. think about it, mm -hmm. you got your uncle, your aunt, your mom, and your dad. <laughs> You know, you get your siblings, cousins yeah. who, are, who are really annoying. <laughs> In that other department over there, it's my cousin. Yes. <laughs> and very loving, levels of functionality in that family. That's yes, right. For sure. So, well, I, you know, oh, go ahead. No, so that's one of the things I think that is, um, is interesting when you're on the journey is to remember that um, specifically for me, um, I've, it's been a challenge for me, but I'm, as you can see, I'm aware of it. I'm aware that I get frustrated. Like, why can't everybody just see what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and again, it's not that I'm right. It's that from an, from a higher evolution sourced standpoint, um, there's other ways to do business and conduct uh, situations. And, 
you know, there's always going to be power plays and people positioning for power. Um, and then sometimes I think, you know, look, I'm not about the ego here. I'm just on a mission. To me, the mission is so important um, that my focus is not on elevating myself. It's on whatever mission I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that comes the potential for power struggles and power plays. And and you and I can talk about this further, but, you know, just um, giving an example later about how, you know, sometimes I would like let my light shine so bright and then other times I dim, dim, dim it mm-hmm. so that I don't overshadow or overstep or I make myself small, you know, and we can talk about that further, how that is really big when you're kind of awakened and aware and then people are aware of energy and you're aware of their energy. And, you know, those types of things are really some other obstacles to kind of face or lessons. Yes, absolutely. And I think your, your term of walking in sovereignty is, is walking the wisdom path and walking with your intuition fully engaged. Uh, When we're in the ego state, we can, we can either, you know, dim our light, which, you know, like Eckhart Tolle would call that the inverted ego, because, oh, well, who am I to spread this light? And who am I to be so aware and awake? And so we, we kind of play into the ego games, uh, even if we're not being this kind of overly, you know, controlling ego, it's maybe that's the more, uh, you know, overt ego. And so I think it's just, you know, noticing when we're in that kind of game, or in that kind of reality, and when we are in the, the observer, like noticing that going on around us, but not playing into it. And when we don't, then our light can shine just however it wants to, right? (laughs) That's exactly right. And that helps avoid drama, I think. Yeah, where it doesn't need to be in family situations and relationships and business. Um, you you really um, are correct on that. And I believe that, you know, humans were intensely complex and our souls are, and there's so many reasons why we do things and why we do not. It could be the way we grew up or, you know, as you talk about in your first podcast, when you become aware and sensitive, like highly sensitive you know, and as a child, and then, you know, as an adult, um, it's a really big challenge because sometimes I could walk into a boardroom and I'd be ready to present. And I feel really confident. All of a sudden you start getting all this feedback from other people in the room. And I mean, feedback that's not seen or heard like with the human eyes or ears, Mm -hmm. but it's perceived spiritually, energetically. Yes. And talk about another challenge, because then I think the other aspect, and by the way, I've had, I just want to, you know, thank spiritual mentors like yourself, who've been extremely important and valuable in my journey. Um, And there's others that who I follow who teach these principles, you know, um, that help you energetically, like Christy Marie Sheldon and so forth, always asking, is that my energy? Mm. No. Okay. Mm. Whose energy is it? Mm -hmm. because you have to make a clear distinction. Otherwise you start taking on those thoughts. Yes. And, you know, sometimes we can have lack of self-confidence in a situation because the way we were raised or things that had happened to us traumatically, or, you know, it could be a woman issue, which we face where we're learning to speak our voice, you know, more, Mm -hmm. and it could be all those facets, but it could also be that somebody's energetically you know, sending some roadblocks, mm-hmm. <laughs> either subconsciously, unconsciously, or otherwise at us. 
that can make us recoil or go into that inverted ego, like you were mentioning. Yeah. And so, you know, cause I, I know that, you know, as you grow spiritually, people feel that energy and presence mm-hmm. and you walk into, even before I would walk into a room, I know they would sense it. And it's not like I'm all big and powerful. <laughs> it's not like that. It's just that you're walking in your, you're walking in your sovereignty. You're connected to source. They feel that it's very intimidating sometimes when people are walking on the opposite yeah. when any of us are. And then somebody is got that nice, big sovereign energy that's connected to source. And then, you know, before I enter into the boardroom, and then as soon as I get in there, it's like a bombardment. And mm-hmm. I've had to learn how to do multiple meetings, presentations, lead events with knowing that all that energy, you know, is coming at you. And I'm sure people who are very famous or celebrities or people who get up on the stage a lot, or, you know, have to shield, you know, if they're, if they're aware, they have to shield because otherwise, you know, there's an interference there. That's not exactly helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it is, it's, you know, people, especially with the spiritual awareness that you're talking about and walking in that particular kind of sovereignty, because there can be like confidence, that egoic confidence that, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks and I'm just blah, blah, blah. Um, And that's more of that force versus like just a kind of quiet power that people might not understand if they haven't done the work, if they haven't, you know, even broached the topic, they don't, they see that you're peaceful and you are here to be helpful and you're communicative and, and yet nothing seems to shake you. Nothing seems to bother you. What's up with her? You know, so it can be <laughs> just that confusion can, can make people maybe not like you a little bit or, or wonder about you. But I think after a while, when you keep showing up with that and show that you're there for cooperation, you know, there might be still those people that live in fear. So they're throwing those wrenches into your, into your game. But overall, most people are going to be able to see that you're, you're there just trying to help. And you mentioned that one of your biggest successes has been handling those perceptions of others and being able to pick up on motives, you know, even if, you know, you have, you have a mission in that moment to get this project done. And then you have your bigger mission of doing it, in the most peaceful, successful way possible. And then you've got these other people that are living in stress and anxiety and fear and and coming from that place. So uh, you mentioned that. So can you share, because I think this would be very helpful in the corporate world, how picking up on the motives of others before you kind of react or respond to it, it can help you with that communication and understanding. Because I think I know where you're going with that. (laughs) I like it. Well, Well, you know, uh, there's a thing called human design, which probably a lot of people have heard about. Now you probably have too. I've just Mm -hmm. looked into it more recently, but I thought, wow, that's pretty accurate. And that actually has helped me to understand, because I'll be the first to admit, I get frustrated. I will see the motives of other people. And I would think, why, why, why can't we have peace and harmony and (laughs) live so much easier and sing songs and (laughs) hold hands (laughs) or just do the job and go home and have a nice life. Like we don't need to create all these wars everywhere, but yes, I totally agree. Exactly. And the reason why I preface that to your, what you, 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 where you're leading to is because I have a tendency to get frustrated and to be like, okay, well, you know what? I, I don't have time for this shit. Um, but oops, I just said the word, but hopefully you can erase it. Oh, no, no, we're fine. Yeah. We mark it all explicit just in case, (laughs) just in case we're real here. (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, the reason why I say that is because when you pick up on the mode, I it's, that's my lesson right now is Mm -hmm. seeing the motives of others, knowing what they are and 
that's okay. You know, externally, internally, wherever in the world I am right now, you know, whatever, whether it's work or personal, being able to see through those things and those motives and still to try to stay in my own sovereignty for the best outcome. And I'll tell you that has helped tremendously. I've been in the middle of discussions before where I've been able to transform my energy and connect and it changes the entire outcome. Mm-hmm. It's actually incredible how that works. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it, it is. is. And it's something that you're doing from a place of I'm getting frustrated. I know where they're coming from. We're in the middle of a negotiation or discussion, but you know what? I'm going to like disarm myself. I'm going to like get yes. away with the fear, the need to win yep. and just like connect with like the highest most loving energy possible. Oh, I and love when you it. Do that. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to do that sometimes, but when you do that, there's such power in it because right away it changes the energy of the whole room, the mm-hmm. energy of the other person. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not saying that you'll get your way all the time, but what I am saying that it can transform and and transmute a situation to the best possible outcome. Mm-hmm. And that has such tremendous power in it. And yeah, this is going to be a continuing lesson for me. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'll well, get frustrated, right? First. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And well, it's always the, I always, I was just talking to a client in my um, empowered wisdom program the other day and um, she was, you know, getting, you know, getting through, she's been growing a lot and then noticing here's this thing again. I feel like I'm starting at the very beginning. And I said, honey, your ego is always active. It's all, we, we can never turn it off completely. You know, you know, those that have tried again, they throw everything away, go live in a monastery. There's still ego and there's still drama in that monastery. There's still stuff going on. Right. So, <laughs> and then if you go in a cave by yourself, you're still going to deal with the thoughts that are, are looking for those problems. So I think it's just like becoming that energetic ninja or that intuitive ninja that knows how to handle it and, and, and just say, you know what? Again, yeah, don't take things so personally. Know that it's an illusion that we have because our egos are built in primal fear and overthinking. (laughs) You know, that's what they're made of. Um, So if we say that's a huge part of us, we can't deny it or hate it or whatever. We, We forgive it, it doesn't know better. And then we let that light take over, which is what you're talking about. And, and, and I love it. That's a great example for any situation where you're having a disagreement or you're feeling that, uh, you know, coming head to head with someone and there's that, that resistance, like, okay, what do I say next? I could keep fighting from my point of view, or I could open it up and let my spirit see the whole picture and let everybody be seen here. And then uh, the pressure releases, we can actually get on with things. Yes. I think that's a beautiful path to have. (laughs) That really is. And it, the transformation that occurs is pretty incredible. I've got a few examples of that. And, um, it's, it's just, it, it, like you said, you release that primal fear of things and the need to be right. And just like, we're all seen here. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's that love. This is what I personally do, but you just feel, you know, a lot of us believe in different things spiritually. (laughs) Um, you know, you know, Jesus is still very much part of my life because to me, he epitomizes the ultimate love, Mm -hmm. the ultimate symbol of that God love 
that is, there's nothing like it, that you just sit and bask in it and you would want to weep sometimes. (laughs) And um, for other people that might be a different type of, um, you know, connecting in to source or universe, God, however they want to put it. Um, But, you know, I just, I try to channel that in and that really does help, Mm -hmm. you know, connecting with the light, but that, that does help in all sorts of situations. You're in the boardroom, you're negotiating, you're in a one-on-one meeting, you're in a personal meeting, you know, you're, you're with a loved one. Um, that's really challenging. Um, would you, would you mind sharing one of those examples just for the listeners to help them kind of put that in some context? I think that might help. Yeah, absolutely. So one time I was in a negotiation and this is by the way, just for, for reference here, this is years ago, this isn't current, but Um, it's a good example because I just remember it being the epitome of how I want to conduct things whenever I feel like there's a little bit of a struggle, but I was in a negotiation, um, with a job offer and that job offer, um, the person was, um, trying to lowball me on salary (laughs) and, um, I was feeling myself start to get a little bit rigid and fearful um, you know, because, uh, you know, if they were doing it based upon my previous job, I felt like I was severely underpaid, <laughs> but, but anyway, but anyway, um, so it, and this is not a case of me. I did want to get what I wanted to get, but I felt like that they were really being rigid and they weren't wanting to hear my side of things. And they were just like saying, this is what it's going to be like. So immediately I just, I just, I said, like you said, oh, I could keep going on here. I could keep going on about the reasons and why and all that thing, but I don't, this tension is getting too much. And so I just started, you know, picturing light coming in through the top of my head, swirling Mm -hmm. around me, disarming my fear, the outcome that I wanted, Mm -hmm. um, to see this person in the true light that they are seen by God. Mm -hmm. I'm seen by God as, you know, and that, and how they're seen. And immediately the conversation it's almost like the energy just like out of the room (laughs) I love that I love that (laughs) and um it got very peaceful and they said you know what I think I want to consider this I think what you're I think this is let's let me go look at the numbers again and let me get back to you I think it'll work out though and I'm kind of summing up kind of what happened but it was just it was like a instantaneous thing that I felt immediately lift but I could, you know, it was a good way to disarm the situation. It just, you know, a lot of people, you know, we believe how we're souls and it's spirit and we're just, just, just a, a meat suit body kind of thing that we're in <laughs> yeah. and people who are listening might be like, oh, well, that's a little too far for me. But the fact of the matter is, is that changing your energy changes your emotions and your emotions have the ability to change. It's felt and seen by everyone you know, so there's unseen things and there's seen things there's facial and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, facial expressions and body positioning and body language. And that shifts off energetically also energetically that causes that to shift and that gets apparent. So for the people out there who want the more scientific reasoning or physiological reasoning, you know, it just changed my entire countenance and it changed his entire countenance. And it was like a very good conversation from there. 
Mm -hmm. you know absolutely yeah you're talking even the the nervous system response i think <clears throat> it's the autonomic nervous system not totally sure if i'm getting that right but you know we kind of read those subconscious cues and that could be said that's where energy medicine works completely is is that nervous system work so and i'm cool with that either the woo woo explanation or the, the scientific explanation <laughs> it's it works and and you know one of the laws of the universe or part of one of the laws is what you resist persists so in those arguments in that head-to-head -head combat kind of thing that we'll we'll go into it's it's like well it's fight to the death basically if it if it comes to the ego and you've got two fighters it's just no if unless one surrenders it's not going to change so if you want that to change that story was a great example of that and how to get what you want even from the universe <laughs> you see and from life <laughs> like if you're out there wanting something maybe stop fighting so hard for it let it go a little bit and let allow it to come to you you know there's there's beauty yeah. in that space allowing that space yeah and i'd like to say about the there uh there's a there's an app that i follow that helps with um all those things related to nervous system mm -hmm. That has been tremendous for me. And every day I check in, it asks you about your family and relationships, your career, your money, your finance, your environment that you live in. And it has you tap which state you're in from a nervous system standpoint. That's awesome. And then if it says, hey, Susan, you could use some nervous system balancing, try <laughs> these exercises. And it gives you a, a, a bunch of ex exercises via video to try to help tap you back into your body to help you, you know, and those things are showing now are really beneficial, you know, even before meditation, doing those, then doing meditation, getting your nervous system in place, mm -hmm. then engaging in meditation from there. Yes, exactly. I think that there's also a statement in the, the therapy and coaching world. It's like relax, uh, review and revise or something like that, instead <laughs> of trying to sit down and just that's why a lot of talk therapy doesn't work. Because if you come in all torn up in knots, and okay, let's talk about it. It's like, uh, where do we start? <laughs> and you've got to relax and kind of resonate with 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 who you're working with at the time. And then and then you can start to revise the story. So I love that. That's very cool. So you mentioned, and we always like to talk about that, the challenges, and you've been beautiful about sharing your successes and challenges through this whole interview, but your current challenge you said is, um, you know, fear of making a wrong decision. So knowing, you know, as you've been the Phoenix over and over again and learning to walk your sovereign path, that lessons that your soul came here to learn can come with a lot of challenges. So can you share how that goes hand in hand with that fear of making a wrong decision and how that's been challenging lately? You just moved recently, you know, <laughs> moved across the country to a whole different place. I'm sure that's come up recently. So I'd love to hear that and perhaps give some insight on that today. Yeah, of course. So yeah, that is, uh, I think I'm coming to not a conclusion, but one of the lessons that I'm learning is that there's really no wrong decision. And it's taken me a while to get here because for the longest time I have relied on a lot of people to tell me which is the right decision. Well, that is all dependent upon your soul's path and what journey, what, where you want to go. So I had a decision recently, do I stay where I was or do I take this job offer that had come around? And it was a very challenging um, decision because you know, of course, <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. getting a little teary. Oh, we love, we love the real emotions here. <laughs> I'll cry you with know, you. 
That's a big You'd change. leave friends and, you know, loved ones and kind of my base, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. and moving a lot of miles away, you know, 3000 miles away. So for me, when I was in this restlessness of in my bed at night thinking, do I go? Do I not go? Do I go? Do I not go? You know, doing all my practices, like what would my life look like if I go? What would my life look like if I stay? And that's another thing I was going to mention today is that um, that's helped me on my journey is asking questions of yourself, uh, spirit, universe, God, Um, asking questions is so powerful, so incredibly powerful. You can either get information immediately, um, a few hours later, a few days later, a few months later, but Mm -hmm. the answers come or clarity, I should say comes to you. So, so for me, as I tossed and turned, had stomach aches, had trouble sleeping, tried to weigh all the costs, the pros and the cons. Um, I think that, um, I came to the conclusion that either path would be okay. Um, that it wouldn't be a wrong decision. And, you know, cause for me too, I, Molly, I've tried to mitigate by, and, and asking spirit because I wanted to sometimes choose the smoothest, least obstacle path. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirit. I'll talk to you later. Let me try this the hard way. <laughs> we all do that. <laughs> yeah. Just because spirit tells you that, oh yeah, this is be great for your life does not mean that it's going to come without obstacles and learning lessons. Great point. Yes. Great point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's so true. And so, so many people start to doubt their intuition based on that. Well, I thought it was going to work out just fine. There would be a happy button and I just push it and I'd be Mm-mm. it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a different way of looking at things. So thank it's you a, for that. Point. It's a different way of looking at things. And, and certainly, you know, um, spirit knows me well enough to know that, yes, I would like a bunch of field of um, wildflowers and beautiful flowers and meadows of golden grain and beautiful waterfalls, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a rose garden to walk through for eternity. Um, but <laughs> they're like, here's your work. Go do it and come back for your next next assignment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but instead, you're gonna walk, have to leap over boulders and get your foot stuck and get a few cuts along the way. You know, it is what mm-hmm. it is. And um, so back to the point of like decision making, I think I'm learning that, yeah, I think there are better decisions, of course, but um our our soul is here to learn and grow. And we're here ultimately, in my opinion, to um to be a light to souls, to help each other. We're connected you know, to help as, as I evolve and you evolve, we help so many people, we help them become their best self. Not that they're below us or anything like that, but, Mm -hmm. and the same for other souls, they help lift us up and we all help each other. Ultimately we're here just for that, you know, not just for that, but (laughs) we're here. That's a big part of why we're here and to leave everything or, you know, to be here and to be, make it a better place. So, um, so in decision-making with this recent one that I made, I did come to that conclusion. I had a few signs from my soul that it would, what it would look like. I got to actually see the challenges ahead of time. And I was like, oof. (laughs) (laughs) You got full disclosure. (laughs) And then I got to see, um, how much healing 
was planned for me if I came here. And so, you know, I mean, we can have healing wherever it's, but, but the healing that I needed to look for was really, it was really signaling me here. It was calling me. So <laughs> I love that. Well, I drew a few cards for you if you wouldn't mind me sharing them. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely seeing that specifically in your, in your cards here, that this is as, as, as we've been talking about in, on the show today, that your life is your lesson and the journey is ongoing. Um, and so the way that you've kind of burned and risen at the, as a phoenix over and over again has led you to this point in your path of spiritual maturity and really getting complete about who you are. And so whatever this kind of next level is for you, it's to really solidify you and who you are and, and kind of build you up for the next level of your life, whether it be the crone years or that kind of next direction that you want to go in because the more complete you get about your decisions the less stress you have the more success you have and the more of the other things that you've been wanting in your life they're able to come in so letting go of those ties those friends and family that was a sacrifice that you made for this intention of kind of a bigger experience but i also as you were talking about the mountains in that particular um, vision that you had, sometimes we're called to specific landscapes because the land is literally going to heal us. And I feel like where you are right now <clears throat> can be very healing and making sure that you're getting out in nature as long as the snow has stopped. <laughs> you mentioned that it's been snowing there a lot lately. But when you get out, I feel like the experiences you're going to have around that land, even just driving through it, are going to be very healing and uplifting for you. And when your energy is healed and uplifted, that's when you can make a better difference. So as a light worker, as a spiritual girl in a corporate world, you know, you have to keep that energy up in order to make that difference, because I do feel that you make a difference in people's personal lives and their personal um, kind of worlds, not just their their job world, um, which is really cool. Like you people remember you and, and it's for being different in a world that can be very competitive and can very be very damaging. Um, so you're coming out of a time of realizing you had so much to share where you were and there was just almost too much, <laughs> too much to share. So you needed a, a new challenge or a new uh, place to do it. And now it may feel as, as, as if sometimes you're coming into a divine detour or things are changing very rapidly but I would just keep an eye on the fact um, that you're here to change some stories about your life and yourself. It's a very, um, it's one of those parts in the movie where everything starts to shift. And you know, <laughs> the, the lead character, Susan, looks a little different. She's starting to dress a little bit different. She's starting to, to make her decisions a little differently. Um, and so the biggest obstacle though is, is getting quiet and grounded and and listening to divine timing so i feel like some of this has to do also more with your personal life than the professional life so is this resonating with you in terms of especially your personal path yes that's correct yes yeah yeah all it, of that is yeah okay good yeah and it could be two partnership could be in there or like what to do next or what does my life look like and then when i open that up i see tra i see travel i know you travel a lot anyway but like more travel even world travel um and really just enjoying yourself and and finding that that kind of gold in your experience even um, with or without friends and partners um, but i feel like they're going to come into your world differently because you're changing right now so as you shift and change and evolve, just just be patient for that and enjoy that time you have. 
um, because the, uh, let's see, the biggest fear here is not wanting your subconscious to kind of take a backslide and also wanting to transform your, your um, sub, not just your subconscious mind, but your subconscious drivers and what has led you into patterns in the past. I feel that you want to be more conscious. And if anything, it's your lesson right now is being, again, patient, patience, balance, and um, allowing yourself to choose differently, choose maybe the opposite thing than you would normally when you come up against the same things and try that out because the more you get in touch with that, you can see how it gives you new energy to create um, brand new experiences of life and not recreate the same old stuff. And that's from the inner witness, from your spiritual center. And with this, you're doing a lot of generational healing as well. So any, any ways that you might like, oh, I'm like my mom, or I'm pulling these patterns in from my my childhood. Um, you know, now's the time where you're kind of melting those away, those archetypes um, that no longer serve you with your awareness. Does that make sense? Yes, that's so relevant because <laughs> that's been on my mind recently. Mm-hmm. Where I'm thinking about, oh, where am I getting this pattern from? Oh, from my mom. Okay, that's interesting. That needs to be gone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is not me. What is my energy? What is others? Yes. It's like that next level of, of sovereignty. So I love it. And it's definitely inner child healing. Last card I pulled, just clarifier, inner child. So there we go. I love it. So um, I'm, I hope that was helpful. I, love, <laughs> I know I kind of fire hose with my readings is the way I like to do it, but uh, it's beautiful. You're on a beautiful path as always. And it's always great catching up with you. Likewise. Thank you so much, Molly. I've enjoyed today. Yeah, me too. Thanks for being on the show. It was great. I'm so glad that you're doing this. And uh, if anybody hasn't listened to your first podcast where you explain why you started it, they definitely should. (laughs) It's it's, it's amazing. And that's probably going to be the Empowered Wisdom Hour. That was more my solo show. And then this is the more interview-based show. But I've got the Empowered Wisdom channel on Apple. So anybody looking for both can find them right there. So (laughs) cool. Thank you for that. And so where can people find you on LinkedIn if they're interested in connecting with a fellow spiritual girl in the corporate world? (laughs) <laughs> Why well, I, I am on LinkedIn uh, and they'll probably see me. I am in the, uh, interestingly enough, the energy field, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> our generation energy and fuel uh, field. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. So they'll see me on there and Susan Fernandez. And, uh, and then also, you know, they could always reach out to me at Susan Fernandez seven at gmail.com. Cause one of the things I would like to do, there might be people on the path and they might have questions or challenges and I'd be happy to field, uh, you know, through those with them and listen to them. And, you know, I've sh- certainly um, had to come through a lot like the Phoenix and, and constantly be, you know, reborn again and <laughs> burned and then reborn again. <laughs> I hear something like corporate coach or corporate mentor. I don't know. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like that. That's wonderful. What a wonderful way to use that, that experience. Very cool. All right, Susan, will you take care? And I know we'll talk again and I look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Molly. You're welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, 
If you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.